0: Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And today I've got hot takes on Justin Jefferson and Katy Perry.
1: Hey, this is Arif Hassan with the Wide Left Substack. Excited to hear about those hot takes. More excited
2: about the fact that we finally have an episode without Luke Broad. Luke in at Luke underscore Spinman. Coach Finch's team just allowed 211 points last night. Next on the Minnesota basketball party.
1: Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse
0: voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. Welcome in where defense is as optional here as it is in the NBA All-Star game. It's the Minnesota Football Party on Locked On Sports Minnesota. You met Luke, you met Arif, and I'm Sam Ekstrom. We're glad you're watching us today. On this president's day on Locked on Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel, please subscribe. We'd appreciate that. We're also on the Locked on Vikings podcast feed, Sirius XM, Amazon Fire, Roku, and even the 24-7 YouTube live stream here on Locked on Sports Minnesota. Plenty to get to today, including a pro football talk-based rumor that is a head scratcher around Justin Jefferson. Free agency target series continues with yes, kickers extremely important, and you know I'll be pounding the table for that. And a Viking on American Idol? Yes, it happened. We'll get to it and dissect it in excruciating detail. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be a boat. (laughs) Uh, But let's start with Justin Jefferson because this was a this was I don't want to say bombshell. Maybe one level shy of that. Mike Florio, Pro F- Football Talk, says that the holdup with the contract negotiations is that the Vikings don't want to guarantee beyond year one. Hmm. Th- this, if this is true, it's a head scratcher. I can't believe it's true.
2: You think back to last year, right? Everything we heard, multiple reports, we were super close to getting a deal done. Now you fast forward to today, it's almost like, all right, took one step forward, two steps back. That's just kind of the vibe I'm getting. I think my big question, we'll wait for Luke to get in, but Arif, maybe you know this as well. What exactly is the difference between just the normal guaranteed money we hear about all the time and this vested guaranteed money? Because I know that's kind of the word or term that I've heard get flung out a few times with this story. And, and maybe more importantly, like at the end of the day, is this a, a cap hit thing, saving every penny you can? Does this come back to like the Wilfs, Ziggy's bank account and like the literal cash flow situation? Like what's the hang up behind the hang up when we hear this kind of guaranteed money conversation?
1: Right. So first of all, like we have to, you know, suppose that the that the rumor is accurate, right? Like we have no idea how accurate, you know, this rumor is. I would like to hear some follow-up, but, you know, as Jason Fitzgerald over the cap pointed out, um, this is actually not as unusual as it sounds. The Vikings have generally not guaranteed beyond the first year. They did have to for TJ Hawkinson. So uh, it sounds like this is actually not a hard line um, that they'll take. And so, yeah, maybe they don't want to guarantee beyond the first year. But in the negotiating process, you don't always get what you want. So I don't know that this is a true hang up. But we also, like you mentioned, Luke, have to take into account different contract structures and the way that they impact the player, the way that they impact the team, the way that they impact the the cash. Cash flow, like you mentioned, and something like a vested guarantee or a rolling guarantee is one that maybe, say, kicks in at the end of a league year. So if, for example, uh, as a contract structure note, if Justin Jefferson is uh, under contract under the third day of the 2024 league year, which he would be right, Uh, 2025 automatically guarantees. Right. So you guarantee 2024 and then. In the first year of that deal, if he's on the roster, it guarantees 2025. What that does is means that he's functionally guaranteed a a large amount of money. Right. Um, But what ends up happening for the team's perspective is that they don't have to put that money in escrow Mm. until later. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they actually literally have more cash loose available for the liquid available for them to spend on stuff
2: right still gotta pay it don't have to pay it all in one giant lump sum and put it to the side right now today when you sign that you know on the dotted line uh from the team's perspective yeah you still have to pay it
1: from you can put it in bitcoin
0: and get interest on it
1: there you go uh, yeah well i wouldn't call it interest really it's more value inflation but (laughs) whatever it doesn't matter sure um but like from the from jefferson's perspective it wouldn't be any different he receives the money in a rolling guarantee or true guarantee at the same time anyway, cause it's not a signing bonus. He doesn't get it up front. but the team loses the money right away in a true guarantee. That's just the nature of the CBA. This was meant to prevent the type of insolvency that um, hurt a bunch of uh, startup leaks, right? That players wouldn't get their paychecks that they were guaranteed and stuff like that. It's an old rule, maybe that you wanna get rid of it or whatever, but if you guarantee a contract, you have to have it in escrow. Now, if it's fully guaranteed, that's the case, right? So I don't know that this is as bad as it sounds. There's a lot of contracts that are like that. Now, mind you, most teams or most sorry, most players don't want that kind of contract just because it's always better to have a little bit more security. But like Devontae Adams's contract is structured like that. He still signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. So you take a look at some contracts around the league, and it's kind of similar. Like Tyreek Hill's first two years are fully guaranteed, and then after that, it's rolling guarantees. Like, you know, it's that's more than what the, what the report is saying, right. The beyond the first year guaranteed. Right. But it's, it's, there's less guaranteed in a lot of these contracts than you think without less security for the player because they are in rolling guarantees. Plus if, if he gets a large signing bonus, none of it matters because you can't cut the guy until year four anyway, because you'll accelerate the debt cap. So he's functionally guaranteed a lot of money anyway, in a world with a signing bonus. Right. So um, that's probably it. Plus, I think what really the Vikings want to do, my guess is what they want to do, is that they want to be able to restructure these contracts down the road, which gives the player security when that when that contract is restructured because it turns a uh, salary that's not guaranteed, including salary that would be functionally guaranteed, into signing bonus so that you can kick the can down the road on salary cap. So this isn't the case of the Vikings being stingy necessarily. Mm-hmm. could be, right? Sure. But it could be the case where the Vikings are paying attention to structure in a way that would allow them cap management opportunities down the road, right? So it's not, hey, we're we're going to cut Justin Jefferson in 2025 if he gets injured. It's more, hey, in, in 2025, we'll have some concerns about the cap, so we're going to turn his salary into signing bonus and then... And create cap space then, or whatever, right? So that's really kind of the direction that I think that this is probably going in. Again, assuming that this is true. Again, they didn't do this for DJ Hawkins, and so I imagine they'd actually fold fairly quickly on this in an actual negotiation. I'm not really that concerned about it.
2: If you were so knowing all that, great, great breakdown, great explanation. If if you know you're JJ, let's just say in this this situation. How much is that gonna sway you one way or the other? Like either way, I'm still getting it, my money. It's depends just on not what my the agent fashion. Tells me. Yeah, well, of course. Right, right. Yeah. Well, okay. What what would you guess though? Like how big of a a stall up could this cause, I guess. You know, the further we get into the summer training camp, all that.
0: Yeah, I think I think that even if practical guarantees are high, mm-hmm. which Arif insinuates they would be, I think that that ego hubris plays into it a little bit, whether it's the agent or the player, a combination sure. of both. But I think that Justin Jefferson saying he wants to break the bank. I think he's serious about that. He told Minnesota reporters last year that um with what he's accomplished, um, he's not like other players. Like he's said that, and he wants the contract to reflect that. And it's all about, you know, like her cousin said, it's about what the contract means. It's about what it represents. And I think he wants it to represent the biggest guarantee, mm-hmm. the biggest annual figures. I think that there is a superlative element here that needs to be met for Justin Jefferson to be happy with it. Um, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Aref. Oh no! He's here.
3: <laughs> I thought it was free? Did you did you play the breaking news sound for me just showing up?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On President's Day. On our President's, President. day. President's Here he is. day. Remember
3: when we had a doorbell? We had a whole thing for this? Yeah, I Dude, lost wow, that. I somewhere, along line, wow. somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line.
1: Can we that... just steal the old aim noises for like the door open, door close?
3: <laughs> that would actually be super sick.
1: Dude. I,
0: I love that. I don't think we'd get in trouble. We should do that.
3: Yeah, yeah that'd be great.
0: We, yeah, no one's going to claim copyright on that. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Luke Braun. Uh, yeah. Con- yeah. Florio contract, you know, the bit what's going on here. Arif just told yeah. us it's not a big deal.
3: Yeah. talked about it on, uh, locked on Vikings today. It's, it's not a big deal because I don't think it involves any new information. As far as I understand, the Vikings haven't done anything new with Justin Jefferson because they're focusing on like the guys with deadlines coming up, which I think Marcus Davenport's is today. Actually. Uh, I think he voids out today oh, and becomes wow. a free agent. Okay. Um, Oh, so they're no, not making those decisions. Uh, so I don't. I don't think that any like new information about a negotiation would happen because I don't think any new negotiation has happened. So I think he's just reiterating what he said at the beginning of the season when it first came out that uh, JJ wasn't going to sign a new contract, which is this like vested guarantee thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about that yet, but like it's yeah a little bit. It it sounds to me kind of trying to read between the lines with Florio and what like Darren Wolfson has reported that they came together on a number and maybe even on a number of, on a guaranteed number, like the actual amounts that they had agreed to, and they were just trying to figure out the structure. And the, the whole thing about the Wolfs of it all would be Okay, we can you know we can guarantee you ninety million dollars, but we can't physically get ninety million dollars in liquid cash. So we have to like roll some of those guarantees and like vest have those get some of those guarantees vest. And for whatever reason, Jefferson's like not agreeing to that, or is asking for more guarantees, uh, more fully guaranteed money than the Wills can like physically get together at once for a signing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it should be it should be noted that like when when a player in a team disagrees on a contract that's like not
3: news right, <laughs> right? like that that's also an incredibly <laughs> solvable problem like this yeah. whole thing is very yeah. solvable and they just the kind of ran out of time the Wilts
0: will sell the esports team they have tomorrow and boom they've got the cash there you go, <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. But, i mean most likely
1: they'll borrow against it but it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if they're trying <laughs> to which lined, just it, which, which like enough. physically
3: takes time <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so if so that so was going to be the case like and and they wanted to have this done before the season, but that offer happened on like September 7th. And it's like, ah, it takes a little bit too much time to get that money together. We can't quite do it. And then that can, it's really easy to see that getting warped and reported weird. And then suddenly yeah, it, it feels like way, like way more a, of a thing a, than it is.
1: If a contract hasn't been signed, they don't agree on a contract, which means we don't need news that they don't agree on a contract, right? Yeah. So uh, I the degree of disagreement is what matters. And we didn't get any of that as far as I can tell from the report. All we got is that the Vikings don't want to guarantee more than the first year. Heck, I bet they don't want to guarantee anything, but you know, you can't always you know get, get that. Right. And so it's, it's whatever, right? Like I think the degree to which the Jefferson camp is upset by this, obviously they leaked it. Right. So like, some level of upset but they didn't leak that jefferson's about to walk right they just leaked hey let's let's leak something that sounds bad the best non-quarterback in the league is not getting guaranteed beyond his first year man that sounds awful let's Hmm. leak that see if we can move the negotiation a little bit
0: that's what happened so okay Ear infection coming in Justin Jefferson's future. Oh, boy. Um, plenty more to get to on today's show, including mid-tier quarterbacks in the draft. Do they move the needle for you? And Blake Prohl on American Idol, an intense breakdown coming up today uh, on the rest of this Minnesota Football Party episode. We're brought to you today by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you were uh, following the All Star Game like live over/under last night, wow, what a trip that must have been! Um, if that was your, I hope, hopefully you didn't have the under for your first five dollar bet because uh, that thing went way over. And if you win your first five dollar bet, you get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets if you're a new customer at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. One hundred and fifty bucks if your bet wins. But on all your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, live same game parlays, check out the parlay hub, exclusive props, uh first basket scorer, and more. Second half of the NBA season is about to get underway. So visit fanduel.com/slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. We have uh investigated. All the top six quarterbacks in the draft. We have our opinions. We've staked our claim. We planted our flag. What about the mid-tier? What about the Spencer Rattlers, the Jordan Travises, Michael Pratt from Tulane, Sam Hartman? Um, Those are four names. There's more. But those are four names that kind of exist in that third-round, fourth-round zone where some teams might be looking at Uh, developmental pieces. Do any of them excite you or does it feel like a Jaron Hall redux, a Kellen Mond type swing? Um, Would anyone like to volunteer a name that intrigues them?
2: Well, I mean, Rattler, he's the hottest name of the bunch right now, you know, just because everything that just took place down at the senior bowl, like when you get to this second tier that you're talking about, he's typically the first name that gets brought up. It feels like anyways, you know, MVP of the game uh, made some pretty good throws, drove his team down for a couple big scores. And I think all in all, when you look at that week and Arif can, you know, speak to this a little bit more than I can, he was there, but you know, improved his stock, especially when you compare him to his peers, that. Never really did much, it didn't seem. You know, the Penix, Knicks, uh, Sam Hartman from Notre Dame, none of them really wowed that much. So just kind of by default, it feels like right now, like, okay, we got to pick one. We're going to go with Spencer Rattler. And I've noticed with him, too, there's some people out there that just can't quit him. You know, the five-star recruit, if you remember, Lincoln Riley's first quarterback, he kind of handpicked. Tons of buzz and hype coming out of high school. Never really lived up to any of it, though. Flops around a little bit ends up in South Carolina, really bad offensive line, which I will say for his playing style, being that kind of pure pocket guy, wants to be in structure as long as possible. And then, you know, if it's not there, okay, now I'll create with my legs, try to create something outside the pocket. That offensive line didn't do him much help. I will just say that. But, um, you know, you think about just the whole process with this second tier after these first big five guys, I would say, depending on how you feel about Penix and Knicks, um, it just seems like Rattler's the guy right now, and outside of that, not a lot of people are really getting you very excited. It feels like curious as far as what maybe a Reef saw down at the Senior Bowl. That could be different from that, though.
1: Yeah, I look. I, Rattler was fine at the Senior Bowl. Nothing that really made me overjoyed to see him. The problem is like these like mid-round quarterbacks. I just I haven't taken the time to like watch them like I have like Bo Nix or. Uh JJ McCarthy or whatever, right? Like I, I've watched a little bit of them. I wanted to get some context when I was watching the Senior Bowl. There's some guys at the Senior Bowl that I kind of want to watch more of, like the Nepo baby, uh Carter Bradley. You know, um he, he did pretty well at the senior bowl. I want to watch a little bit more. Um Gus Bradley's son, by the way. That's why he's the Nepo baby.
3: Gus Bradley. Oh, uh, speaking uh, of yeah, Nepo babies, yeah. Blake Pro
0: segment coming up later in the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like But, like, first of all, all of these mid-round quarterbacks are, like,
1: also old, right? They're all Mm -hmm. 23, 24, right, in addition to, like – and if you can't get started soon, it's, like, really difficult for me to buy in. Um, There's that. But, like, yeah, Rattler, obviously he has the name. Um, He was relatively consistent compared to the other quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, which is not a wonderful environment to evaluate. Somebody like Joe Milton has tremendous upside. He's Mm -hmm. exciting, Mm -hmm. but he's just so far removed, I think, from, like – Good play, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> and, just like, not good, I, he's fun I can't, but he's not good, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, Jordan Travis is like kind of interesting, but really, I think it's the guys that I just haven't had any time to watch that are the most intriguing, just because it's like, hey, if I watch more, maybe I can uncover something that I'm like kind of excited about. Like, maybe this guy is like a really good processor and I haven't been able to like really watch it. So, somebody like you know, Michael Pratt or uh, a Carter Bradley or whoever, by just by virtue of the fact that there hasn't been very much on them suggests maybe that there could be something there because we've watched a lot of Joe Milton, just generally the draft Mm -hmm. media and people aren't excited about him. And he has the strongest arm in the draft. If you're not excited about this guy with the strongest arm in the draft, he's probably not good. So uh, I'd rather kind of be like, Hey, nobody knows who this mid round uh, small school, like, you know, group of five or FCS guy is maybe there could be something there. I'm not excited about uh, Talia, Tugova I'm not excited about some of these other guys, Jordan Travis, right. But I am intrigued, right? which is not to say that I think they'll be good or bad or whatever, but I would like I would like to dig in and see, maybe, hey, We haven't been focusing on them. Maybe they're worth a little bit of focus.
2: Yeah, Michael Pratt is the one guy that I'm still intrigued to go watch. I haven't watched him yet. Arif, you bring up a great point, too. All these guys are old. The COVID year finally kind of came up and, and caught us this year, it feels like. You're seeing a lot of four or five year guys, a lot of 22, 23, 24 year olds in this group. And, you know, circling it back to Spencer Rattler, it's kind of like what we hear about it's, it's just like, well, okay. But the pro is he's got so much experience now, five seasons as a starter over 2,600 snaps, but it's like what Luke always says. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's great. You got all this experience now, but, but you know, why do we still not know, but yeah. Why do we (laughs) still not know what, this is the Pat Shermer lesson. Right. Like, why didn't it ever click yet? Because that's obviously a big, you know, big red flag for concern. And and that's the thing it feels like with Spencer Rattler right now. Like, Reese, right? he didn't wow anybody, but just by default, he looked the best there. He got the MVP award. So I see a lot of people that want to cling on to the hype of what we hoped he would be coming out of high school, but nobody can really confidently put their finger on him yet as far as like, you know, okay, he's a little undersized. He's aggressive. He, he's a good pocket passer with a good arm, goes through his progressions really well, usually stands in the face with some pressure. He'll take the heat, but it's, it's you know, enough to take a day three, you know, shot on him, a dart throw. But that's about it, really. Once you get past these top five-ish, you know, pending again, where you have like Bo Nix, um it, it drops off pretty far. I'm not going to call it like as far as like the Jaron Hall drop, but you know, I think I think if you want a quarterback and you expect that guy to come in and make an impact early on, I think you're talking about you know one of these top five six guys for sure.
0: Yeah, you you tried yeah. the smaller school route with Jaron Hall if you're the Vikings that is, and used on a small school. Small-ish. He was a they're fifth, round guy. Top, fifth round guy. Their level of fifth round guy. It's not a small school. Yeah. <laughs> the level, okay. The level of conference competition, not as impressive, similar to Michael Pratt. I mean, Michael Pratt intrigues me. He's the youngest of the bunch that we've talked about, but I I don't know if I am willing to to take that gamble unless it's a straight developmental guy. I mean, if, if your expectations have to be, I think, considerably lower with any of these 23 24 year old mid round picks.
2: Right. And I haven't yeah. watched him yet either like you Sam, but I will say a Reef brought up his name. The the guy who's just most physically intriguing. If we're just going to take another day 3 dart throw, the guy who's the most physically intriguing, the most fun ball of clay you're going to get, it's always been Joe Milton. And and, and don't get me wrong, like a reset, he's not good. No more
3: volunteers. He's just flat out not
2: good, dude. He <laughs> no got beat now. Hashtag I'm no very against balls. helmet
3: scouting, except I don't trust anybody who played for Tennessee. This is where I'm at. Well, even never watched this, the snap of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, no, I right. assume you mean in this offense, right? Not like historically ever Tennessee, right? Dude, that, that's,
2: like, no, thing, forward, Tennessee. that's like moving forward
3: Tennessee. That's like the
2: biggest head scratcher yeah. of it all. The fact that he was in this Tennessee offense that we talked about all last year with Hendon Hooker and all that stuff. That, that makes it so easy for their quarterback to put up monster stats. And he just fell flat on his face again. He got beat out by Hendon Hooker. He got beat out by Cade McNamara from Michigan. He's he's lost his starting job twice. He has a
1: history of getting beat. That is accurate. Yes,
2: but the dude, I think... Has the strongest arm maybe I've ever seen in my life? No exaggeration. Ah, like I would it, give it to Josh
1: Allen, but this arm rips. Absolutely, uh, Josh Allen
2: rip. is certainly you know if Milton's yeah. one, Josh Allen is definitely number two. But you know again, uh, you got another linebacker like Joe Joe or Josh Allen, excuse me, at quarterback, six foot five, two forty two, something like that. He's a linebacker. He's a tank, and I think it would just be hilarious to show up to TCO in training camp in August and watch KOC try to work on this guy's mechanics and footwork and turn him into like a competent NFL quarterback. The tools are so fun and wild. He's just a funny prospect.
3: really. I feel like if you're, tr- if you're trying to get a quarterback that does anything other than top out at backup quality and you're, Doing this after round two, like if you're you're drafting the seventh or later quarterback off the board, which is what these guys will be, you're probably just lighting that pick on fire. Like, I, I don't know m- enough about all these guys. I'll let Luke and Arif talk about them. But like if if the Vikings are in that situation where they let's say they've let Kirk walk and all six quarterbacks are gone and they still haven't picked one. You're probably looking That's up who is funny,
1: the, by the way, that scenario that you just described. They let Kirk walk and they pass on, and
3: all, the, they pass on all the quarterbacks and you're going, are we doing a Nick Mullins year? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but like Spencer Rattler is not solving that problem. No. Like, You are not solving that problem in round six. No,
2: and <laughs> I don't think that anybody point, will argue.
3: you're trying that. to trade for somebody. You're trying to figure out who's available. You're trying to go. All right. Is there like an old did, veteran did out there? Fields
2: get traded yet. What's great. Right. Yeah. Like, you're trying to like, figure
3: something know. like that out. It's you're you're this is this something is, that yeah. we're talking about one percent chances here, which can still you're, be you're fun, but up, just to yeah. put it in perspective,
1: you're oh, calling yeah. up Jacoby percent and being like, "Hey, man, yeah, <laughs>
2: hey, <laughs> man. I know you
1: wanted a real shot. You we're ever seen three snow three before?
2: And you're better than all of them. Come <laughs> on over, yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, if if you want a backup quality guy, like if you want, if you're like, hey, I I really like yeah, you, get back-
3: yeah. can get a backup quarterback. That's yeah, what you
1: you could get that, yeah. If you're like, hey, Jaron Hall could develop into a good backup, he could develop into a good starter, but we have no guarantees. Spencer Rattler, I think, is like a good, like, hey, he'll like read the field and get the ball to the place it needs mm-hmm. to go, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. J- All just,
0: right. just from like a body standpoint, it's going to be weird when, because Mullins is under contract, Hall is under contract, you're probably drafting another one, and you're signing either Kirk or a bridge. Like, you're going to have four camp quarterbacks which is a big yeah someone's gonna have to win a job that sucks yeah you're right (laughs) um (laughs) that's a lot of mouths to feed they barely got so jaron hall was the quarterback three last year and Mm -hmm. in otas mini camp training camp they struggled Mm -hmm. to get him reps he was barely getting any work. It was like a throw in series here and there with the threes and like the guys that also never got reps, but they did not prioritize the third team whatsoever. So if they have four, I mean, Hey, it does so- make genuine question.
3: Genuine We'd question. Have
0: enough, we would have enough guys to draft a quarterback in our uh, preseason fantasy competition. Oh,
3: there you go. Well, uh, I'm super into this now for that reason, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely get a fourth quarterback. No. Okay. So when you have that problem in the preseason and in, in camp, when you're not, the, when, when somebody isn't getting a lot of reps, whose fault is that?
1: I, I don't know I, what you're getting at. Like, yeah, obviously the coaches, like what, what's the deal here? Like directly. Well, in
3: individual, most of them will throw all the time. Right. And right. especially in like OTAs and stuff. Oh, like those you're, depth you're saying are the, the that quarterback is not earning the reps is what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, maybe. but Um, but, I think I'll I'll fight you on that though because last year they they totally neglected Jaron Hall all summer, and obviously he's not going to be where Nick Mullins was. Obviously, that goes without. He played
3: entire preseason game back to front.
0: I'm talking about. I'm talking about every OTA practice I saw. Jaron Hall was relegated to to, to sideline clipboard guy. Like, don't you want to put a new quarterback in situations? My pushback on this is. They never
1: wanted a rookie to be the primary backup. That is no longer the case heading into this year, right? That he's not a rookie anymore. And I think he will be able to genuinely compete for that backup job in a way that he wasn't able to genuinely compete for it last year because they just didn't want a rookie uh, to do it, right? They probably saw him take a little bit of time in spring training, getting to his reads and were like, yeah, this is not a case where he's going to magically just be good. So we're just going to wait until we can develop him and fine. So I think that he will genuinely get a chance to compete for the backup job and we'll give him reps this time. I don't think it's a case of we're never getting our third quarterback reps. I think it's a case of, hey man, Jaron Hall didn't show it early, so we're not gonna waste time. We're just gonna make sure that our backup is prepared. Of course he got to, got injured, but like you know, that's life, right? Um turns out the Vikings were much better without a prepared backup. Don't know really how often that happens, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Um, you know, I, I think that that was, I'm not going to say a unique case, but a case that doesn't apply to what we'll be seeing heading in here.
0: Yeah. All fair, all fair points. Um, I want to talk American Idol, Blake Pearl, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and all things music and culture next on the Minnesota football party. And we're brought to you by game time today. Uh, Game time gives you the best ticket options to all the sports, all the music, all the comedy, all the theater near you. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat. It's uh, zone deals that you pick the section, game time picks the seats for big time savings. Game time guarantee means you'll get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference all in prices show your total up front you know you're getting a great deal before you check out buy tickets in seconds with two one two taps that's all it takes download the game time app create an account use code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Uh big week coming up here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Ron Johnson show has part 2 of his CJ Ham interview tomorrow. They get deep talking about off the field, family and and uh, and a lot of good stuff with Ron. Wednesday Minnesota Basketball Party previewing the Wolves second half of the season and we're back on Thursday on the Minnesota Football Party. So Blake Prohl is retired apparently. I, Wait, was this a, like straight up retired? Well, yeah, that's
3: up for American Idol that was always his plan was to try to sing.
0: Yeah. yeah, was this? I didn't know this, I didn't know that he was done with football. I think he's done with football. Um, I watched the full segment, Blake Proll on American Idol. I have some nitpicks. Did you guys watch, or am I the only one?
2: I watched the clip you sent. Yeah, I watched, I, it. I'm I, I watched, through
3: it right now.
2: <laughs> yep, I
0: watched I
1: during the ad reads, which is one reason why I was muted earlier. So, um I, I, Has anyone
2: here heard Blake sing before? Like anyone heard him sing live? Before this? Not live. I have not. Okay. But he's gone
3: viral a couple times. I got to go to. Random TikToks and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to go to um, the Thielen Foundation last summer and Blake got up there and sang a few songs. He's legit. He
3: was pretty good on the show. He's legit. Give gave Katy Perry goosebumps. He's legit. I mean,
2: I I haven't watched American Idol in like, I'm not even kidding you, a decade. If I do watch one of those shows, it's like maybe AGT, I'll watch here and there, see the viral clips and whatnot. But um, I don't know how fierce the competition is. Maybe I'm being a homer. I think he could make it down to the top. What's the FanDuel line? With the minus money?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would, they they would 100% need to, if, well, so he, here's the problem with American Idol, which I don't know much about. Perry. Television, Katie Perry. Perry is the
0: problem with American problem. Idol. I, no. Every time they show her, what? she's just doing something uncomfortable.
2: Like, give me really? one. Give me one. Yeah, she's a it. very emotive well, person. The camera's that to
0: her all the time. During Blake Prohl's performance, she's like looking at her arms, goosebumps, like a crazy Oh, yeah, yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good television, Sam. Yeah, I, yeah that, that was... What? Cringe yeah.
0: television, okay. Cringe to you, good to, television to sure. the, the
1: intended audience. It's it great. Because it take. Okay. The whole point of reaction shots is that it cues the audience on how to react. You know, a lot of those reactions don't come from the performance that they're watching. They just stitch them
2: together. Oh yeah, it's all. It's all no, no. Oh. Anyway,
3: no, no. Oh. you they wouldn't dare.
1: Yeah,
0: no, yeah. On reality <laughs> television, why would they
1: call it reality? Not all television? All anyway,
0: cheating on anyway, reality I,
1: television. I would rather this look is, into Lionel question, Richie's an organic...
0: gazing eyes than have. Like the, the weird Katie Perry That's a reaction. personal it preference that I <laughs> believe most of the
1: audience does not share with you. Anyway, the thing I was going to say is that uh, American Idol did genuinely start as a genuine fair competition, mm-hmm. and over time has become less of a fair competition. And part of it is producers just pushing musicians Mm -hmm. up that they think will be Mm -hmm. good television. And Mm -hmm. I think a former NFL player is likely subject to those particular pressures. I'm not saying Blake Pearl is bad at singing or anything like that, but I just don't know that their reactions to him were genuine. Well, I don't know very much about music. I don't know very much about singing. I obviously have hot takes. So let's go. Well, um, <laughs> to, to that point,
2: to that point, <laughs> I, I think he does have the pipes. I've heard it live. That's the b- really, biggest prerequisite. Yeah, he checks yeah. all live, the other you boxes. You mean in though.
1: person, or do you just mean? What do you mean, live?
0: Luke saw him live for real. Okay, okay. Live. I
1: was I was on the phone when he was asking Luke. About I
2: was live, baby. Live. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But but you're so, right though, Oh, Reef. You're right. I think he checks the other boxes that the producers of this show are going to look for he's got the boy band good looks he's got the versatility to go hey i can go piano or i can go acoustic guitar that's the huge piano was he's got the helpful, boy yeah. vocal he's got the story Everybody's got to have yeah. like some sort of yeah. good story. Yeah, I mean, they oh, made it sound like he never played short. again after the injury,
1: which yeah, is, which is not injury. true. But yeah,
2: I was gonna, uh, I was gonna it's make it it's the Hall good of enough family. for reality television. It's good enough. Like, yep, he's got the grandma here by his side. Your grandma's the ringer. Proud. That's yeah, the so, ringer that's gonna yeah. That helped a lot. Well, here's the deal
3: though, because the, the 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 next challenge now is going to be like a stage performance. Is he going to have the chops for a stage performance without grandma hanging there?
0: True. That's right. Good question. True. she's like
3: the. Right. Sort
0: the the proverbial like well,
3: blanket. How does he do he? without the supporting cast? You know, that's well, the, the question the, we this always ask.
2: <laughs> this is where I'm going to swing it back to. Like AGT, they have them right behind the curtain, and they keep showing that family member, or loved one, like sitting like mm-hmm. thirty feet away, just at the edge of you know the a the, great the a great bit that they do by the way. Great bit. I love that yeah. they yeah. do that. Great bit. well here's, and, and here's it's always, Who's who's the other guy that hangs out with the old spice? Old spice guy who was on a uh, oh Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz is over there. Yeah. I thought it was like Nick Cannon. Used to be, I mean, it was Cannon. for a while. It was for a
1: while. used to be it's, Regis, it's not Milbin. The original,
0: the OG was Regis. Oh my oh, God. Okay, it? that's
1: great. Wow, that's I didn't so know that. Great. Wow. Anyway, my takes on Blake Pearl singing. Uh, again, I don't know anything about singing or music. Uh, I think he's got great pitch. Uh, I think that uh, he did not demonstrate range in his song choice, uh, which he's going to have to, right? In order to, mm. to advance. Um, and I think that And this is pretty common among uh, American Idol contestants fairly early on. So this is not like, you know, whatever. But like, he didn't throw himself into it. Like, there was not as much body in that performance as I think that you would need in order to be successful. Like, he needs to throw himself into it and not make the mic do the work of like boosting his volume or anything like that, which will boost his like range. Yeah, I don't know much about singing, but it just feels yeah. like. <laughs> well, you get, that, you get you get up like in the not, show, and they'll rip
0: your song like choice. Like if the song choice yeah. doesn't yeah. show yeah. off what you can do. I mean, Simon and, Cowell. And dude, I know he's not a judge anymore, but he would get on. Bring AGT. He's a judge on AGT. He's AGT, right? I just follow Simon wherever he goes. That's why I don't right. watch American. <laughs> yes, yeah, I just
3: Simon Cowell fan, but.
0: You know, being a Tom Brady fan, you know, like, hey, he's yeah. no longer the Patriots. He's on the Buccaneers. I'm a Buccaneers fan
2: right. now. It's
3: more of a basketball move, you know, but okay. I think well, Blake our... should do a
0: flex and cover Lionel in front of Lionel. I think that should be his next Somebody's fight. had to have There's... done that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, people have had to have done that, and I bet it's a bad idea. What if he you rewrites to to cover Sunday Katie morning, like around his football career, Actually, yeah.
2: like? Dude, a cover Katie Perry, football. actually. Yeah. No, I, I think On Arif, I think you're right as far as like the range goes. Obviously, I'm gonna give you my best and my perfect ideal range. That first one. Now, after that first one, you get the pass. Now things get a lot more difficult. And you're right. I mean, I can't imagine how nerve wracking that has to be. Yeah, that's a big. Maybe part you of it. get more comfortable. You get a little bit yeah. more energy into it. You give it your all, and then hopefully, again, that that's. That's the hope once you get past that first and second stage. I feel like you do get better and better. But, yeah, some people, and this happens to a lot of people, they give you their best on the first one. You get the pass, and then it's like, all right, I got no gas left in the tank. I can't keep wowing you week after week after week. That was my best. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Nana, w- who's the grandma's name, <laughs> Nana na, 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 na. was definitely the trump card for the the first performance, but that
2: novelty is going <laughs> oh. to wear off. Well, he's gonna sing a bunch of country, isn't he? Don't beg Nana like that, man. Dude, here uh, checks all the boxes. Got I the got pipes, men- devilishly good vibes. looks, yeah. versatility. You can line up in the 4 3 or the 3 4. Dramatic <laughs> background. It's got the story. And he's got the, story, yeah, he's got the family outside. man factor, aka pulling that grandma card. So, uh, again, I haven't watched American Idol, and I'm not kidding, probably over a decade. But I. It, oh, the other. Is the guitar get a ton of
1: range on a, on a, a well chosen country song? Mm-hmm. I think he could resolve my concerns. So when he, which I'm sure is at the top of his mind.
2: So when he got done and went and hugged his mom at the very end, I haven't seen Ryan Seacrest like compared to somebody else. Is Ryan Seacrest, I mean, Pearl's six short. foot, six very, foot one. So quick math tells me he's
3: losing him in the crowd. Five, seven, five, six on a good day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. A
2: good day.
0: How old is Ryan Seacrest? The, is he the like Napoleon 50? of network television. Seacrest, <laughs> I looked this up on New Year's Eve. Because I saw him doing Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve, and I think he was maybe high forties, upper forties. It's gotta be. I think he started really young. Like when he first started hosting, he was in his twenties. Man, Mm -hmm. Um, let's double check live research. But I mean, like it doesn't seem like he has
1: changed. He's aged that dramatically. Forty nine. Looks like he's aged like seven years. When yeah, he looks good. You can tell he's aged
2: for sure. But no, still looks good for his age. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Um, Good for him. we'll have weekly updates I don't know if it's next uh, probably really? not next week because don't they have like weeks and weeks of auditions and then they bring everyone together in the Hollywood what are you part? asking me for Sam <laughs> I'm going off of my last <laughs> viewing of it which is like Luke probably about 2005
1: okay yeah whatever you say man that yep sounds accurate to me
2: Philip Phillips it's the last guy I remember
0: Did this place Philip your Philip? home
2: it's a it name up.
3: It's Oh.
2: It's a guy. Who's the thing? Who's that Taylor guy that sang
0: country? Taylor Hicks? Yeah, he was pretty good.
3: His name was Hicks and he sang country.
2: that's
0: probably good. the biggest. See, that this, this is my remember goal that, that era, name from watching the show. That's probably school. the biggest like bust. That's the Jamarcus Russell of American Idol. Oh, is it really? Well, he's he's yeah,
1: recording never had career a career really poorly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But his mm-hmm. American Idol performances were great. God. Oh yeah. Fan favorite. Just didn't quite have it when it came Ruben to Ruben Stutter. Ruben stuttered. Hey, now, that guy ruled.
2: sorry for. That guy ruled. <laughs> 2004.
0: Uh, let's end the show with a couple of these.
2: Start the clock. It's time to execute the four-minute drill.
0: Free agency series moves on with kickers.
1: Oh, Jesus, man.
0: Uh, okay, let, by let me look accuracy. up the kickers real quick. Year-by-year right. year accuracy. I'll stall for you. 18th, 28th, and 28th with the Vikings. Uh, 82.5% on field goals over the three-year span. Only four that were worse. Will Lutz, he got traded. Mason Crosby, he lost a job. Brandon McManus, cut. And Jason Sanders, who does remain with Miami, probably not for long. So not not great company. I think they need a new one. Greg Joseph is a free agent. Um, And there are no shortage of names. That would be an there's improvement. A significant shortage of names. What? I mean, I don't know if guys have been extended like in the last couple of weeks. I'm not aware of there's not a sh- I mean, there are five or six that would be improved. Four of them are 35 or older, I bet. Yeah, okay, i well, not, I don't care he about pick okay your age. That doesn't matter to me. Okay. Uh your minimum is Kaimi, Kaimi Fairbairn. Kayemi
2: uh, Fairbairn. He's 30.
0: He's young. <laughs> young man. Sign
2: it, yeah. Uh,
1: also, I think the Texans will extend him, he's in a void year, so I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I just I don't want to sign anyone's like 37 or 40, not because um, I'm worried about like a developmental prospect, but because they could just drop off at like any moment. It's like what happens to kickers, too, like it happens to every position, also happens to kickers, right? So that takes off like Greg Zerline, it takes off Nick Folk. Um, 35 includes like Brett Maher, who, you know, I don't think has done well since he left the Cowboys. Um, I don't know, man. Randy Bowie.
0: Chase McLaughlin.
2: Yeah, I'm I, Bring I like McLaughlin or Cameron Dicker because of all those options. Both those Cameron guys Dicker are in the top is an exclusive four. Rights free,
0: Cameron Dicker is an exclusive rights free
1: agent. So you what feel, do I got to do? I got to match their tender? Him.
2: I got to match their offer and give a six-round pick? IRFA uh, uh, would
0: mean he, he, he has the free pass. Back right, to his okay. team. Okay. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Maybe McLaughlin, I guess. I like uh, I just pulled up the list as well. Top four in field goal percentage of, you know, these eight or nine guys. uh Only what? Only a couple of these guys, including himself, was perfect at extra points. He's in the top four in that quarter category. Young, ascending. What do I got? 27 and a half years old. uh yeah, I think he would be it, a yeah. huge upgrade. And yeah. Of the of that, lit, you're right, Sam. I don't know. There's just not a lot of great. Yeah, options uh, that bring are in out Kiwi
1: to... Sly, bring in McLaughlin, sign an undrafted free agent kicker, let him kick it out. Um, I agree that Greg Joseph needs to be upgraded.
2: I just don't know that that always happens in free agency. Man, I-, I didn't realize until Luke pointed it out about halfway through the year how bad Greg Joseph has really been.
1: The thing is, when he's been bad, it's not necessarily been in like clutch moments. So we haven't focused right. on it as right. much kind of fooled me um but like that's that doesn't continue if he's bad he'll be bad at right. big
0: moments eventually right. Right. so um yeah and people people made a lot about him hitting x number of kicks inside of 40 yards but i looked at this and God, he's about one right. make better than average because every kicker's good
3: inside of 40 yards
0: like yeah. he's like 51 of 52 or whatever if he was 50 of 52 he would be league average in those situations <laughs>
3: I, I'm hearing that Vikings fans maybe have too low of expectations for kickers.
0: Weird. I wonder what drives
3: what that. What happened there? <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> who, hurt, who hurt you? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 no longer 2007. We have to, despite the American Idol talk, we have to get kickers who can boot it from 50, right? Like that's yeah. that's the game. Reli- now.
0: Somewhat reliably.
1: Yeah. Uh, mind you, <laughs> if you're booting it from 50, you probably made a bad fourth down decision somewhere. But whatever, get a guy who can do it and then figure out your decision-making matrix afterwards. And we end with
2: this. It's time to tell you who spilled their proverbial drink on the sofa. Get ready for this week's party foul.
0: We can get into Luke Inman's tease from the open, the all-star game. And all All all-star games just are terrible. I mean, I've watched the NHL, the NFL, and the NBA now in the last month. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, didn't watch, for, didn't watch for long. Didn't watch for long. Got some issues. We got some issues. Chris Finch's defense. Maybe that's the big issue, Luke Inman.
2: Uh, yeah, Chris Finch, coach of your Minnesota Timberwolves, just coached a basketball game, guys, where his team gave up and allowed 211 200. points, most in NBA history. I think it's time we all sat down and talked about Maybe his future in the organization and and, and where it all went wrong for Finchie and company. Should have given
1: Gobert more
2: minutes in the All Star <laughs> yeah, game. I guess. Don't, yeah, don't look at the game. What <laughs> about the details. All you need to know is the team he was coaching allowed two hundred and eleven points.
0: That's why Gobert didn't get voted in is because they knew he wouldn't fit the vibe.
2: <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> do yeah,
0: we judge? Yeah. Yeah. Do we judge Cat for like trying because he scored fifty? Do yeah. we judge him for trying that hard to score 50, or do we judge everyone else for... I'm not
1: judging in either, either of them. If you want to try, try. That sounds like fun. If you don't want to try, why should you? Right? It's an all-star game. You don't get yeah. anything more out of it.
3: It hey, sounds did he get, like...
1: Did
2: he get top two in the three-point contest? Lillard won? Did he make yeah, he the like final and got, got third, yeah. maybe? Okay. I didn't I'm see like it.
3: That. It sounds like if you just like default to to being judgmental of Carl Anthony Towns here in safe territory. Like that feels like a That's popular a correct, take kind of yeah, no matter yeah, what.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. Um I'll say this, it does not seem like it takes a lot to get players to become competitive as evidenced by the in-season tournament. So, if they really desire that, um they can just add incentives to the All-Star game and players will begin competing for it again. Like I it doesn't seem like it require it's a too heavy of a burden. So that's a genuine desire. You can get them to try. They were trying as recently as 2020. Like I mean I know the scores are really high then too. But like you yeah. saw people playing defense, you know, rotating the ball around. Like there was like a lot of iso ball on this one. The only reason I know that is because uh, our sponsors prize picks, right? Yes. Uh, the only reason I know that is cuz I had an assist over under for the All-Star game in prize picks and Tons of points were getting scored and there were not a ton of assists. I didn't actually watch the game. So I assume more than less a than a lot of ice mean. ball. Uh, sorry. More than less than. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I wouldn't refer to it as an over under.
3: No, that's um, not what the- what it is. Yeah.
1: I was, it was in a tournament with a bunch of other fantasy players. And in my tournament, I picked more than six and a half assists uh, for um, who was it? Who was the one that didn't care? It wasn't Luca. It was uh, Nikola Jokic. Um one of the two Eastern Europeans that did not care, And I wasn't going to hit it until suddenly he hit nine at the end. So fine. But like, obviously there's a lot of iso ball. So they clearly just weren't playing like basketball. And in 2020, 2019, 2018, they were playing like basketball. So yeah. it, it probably doesn't take a lot. So if you really want to fix it, and I'm not convinced that this is a problem that needs fixing. Um, re- I would rather they fix the slam dunk contest than make the game competitive uh, because the slam dunk contest rules if you do it right, and it's not, like, hard to do it right. You just have to judge it better. And if you want to get rid of props, fine. I know some people say that. I don't actually care about that. You can keep the props. You can keep the
0: LED court, the LED court rule. Mm-hmm. Just, like, judge it better. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. some standard and dock for miss dunks. Mm-hmm. Dock,
1: but don't, like disqualify i think because i think you like i know a lot of people were like you can't if you miss dunks you got to like get a heavy penalty or whatever and the thing is and and you know in the old dunk contests, people were just making the dunk so you didn't have to worry about it and now they're not doing it i think it saps a lot of energy out of the atmosphere when they miss a dunk right so i, I don't like seeing yeah. it but the thing is a heavy penalty on dunks discourages creativity that's the one thing yeah. right and so I don't want to discourage creativity, but I do think there needs to be something about like, if you miss a dunk, there's a lot less energy in the room because of it. Um, you get to retry, but it has to be phenomenal for the retry to mean anything. Um, so those right. are, those are my NBA all-star game takes.
0: Great. We covered a lot of ground there. Um,
1: well, I'll, I'll, all... th-
0: I'll make that my party foul. Beautiful. Dunk I contest. think we're all, we're all upset with all-star game format and we're out of time. Uh, the Luke's a reef. I'm Sam. We're back on Thursday on the Minnesota Football Party, available on Lockdown Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Please subscribe and Lockdown Vikings podcast feed. Listen to us there. Thanks for watching and listening today. And we'll talk to you soon.